You are meant to lead a thriving life. Whether it's to travel more or start a business or pursue what you love, it starts with your relationship with money. Hi, I'm Melody Johnson, and I help people shed debt, build wealth, and choose freedom. Welcome everyone to the Earn, Save, Thrive podcast. Today I'm really excited to have a special guest on the show. Andre is a self-proclaimed Game of Thrones and Office fan. In addition to that, Andre is also a financial coach, speaker, and social media influencer. And if that's not enough for you, he also volunteers at Urban League of Greater Atlanta Young Professionals and Financial Planning Association. Wow, guys. Andre, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. No, um, thank you for having me on. And you really nailed that introduction. Like, you named all my favorite TV shows. <laughs> I'm actually in the process of re-watching The Office as we speak. <laughs> Good. It's such a classic. It is. I love it. <laughs> Who would you say your favorite character is? Oh, that is a really tough one. I'll put one. you on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. Okay, okay. So I will have to say Michael. Just because he is, really? he's like the funniest one out of them all. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. My favorite person for The Office is probably going to be Pam. That's not surprising now. It's a little bit surprising. Is that just really? Just a little bit. <laughs> for people who aren't familiar with you, Andre, could you just talk a little bit more about your business and how you got started? Yeah, of course. Uh, so for myself, I've been in insurance like, since I got out of college back in 2011, so way back when. Um, but I started looking into the financial sector of everything like five years afterwards because I was kind of bored in insurance. And if you never known this, but you'll know this now, uh, there's not a lot of people who want to work in the insurance. So for that reason, it's easy to get a job. So I figured to myself, let me try something new and Worst comes to worst, I don't like it. I can always come back to the insurance side. So that's like my thought process back then. But really, I was also friends with someone who was studying for her certified financial planner. So I decided I'll start studying for that. And I started blogging about some of the items I was reading because this was all brand new to me. I made an Instagram page around some of the stuff I was reading. And people really took a liking to it because like my regular Instagram page was really boring. But this one, it was a lot more exciting. So people follow us. Okay, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I can totally see why they love it. Because I know you focus a lot on building wealth. And you also talk a lot about income streams. And I know you have a background in financial planning, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I worked in a financial planning firm for people kind of executives and on the cusp of retirement. And that's kind of why I really found my passion, actually. So from there, you know, I always thought my passion was to help people manage their wealth. But, you know, throughout working there just for a few months, I found that my, my passion was really helping people build their wealth instead. I just find that side of it just more exciting just because, you know, I'm able to help people build it up. I'm able to see them rise, beat the odds instead of just like managing money, which is kind of boring, apparently. It's not like a Wolf of Wall Street or anything. Right. Yeah. I 
I think the fact that you've built a huge following, I checked today and you have over 20,000 people following you on Instagram. I mean, how did you even start doing it? You just start putting stuff out there and people just started, you know, gathering interest in what you're doing? Yeah, um, that's pretty much the gist of it. I would like to think it's just because I'm so handsome and good looking, but I doubt <laughs> Definitely. that's the case. Definitely. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, but no, I think it's just the good content um, that people just keep coming back for. And I think lately I've been more a little bit direct with everything I said. So I think it's just being more direct about the money because at the end of the day, it's very basic of what we need to do with it. It just comes down to the question if we're actually going to do it or not. Yeah, no, and I think that's true too, is that you have to be yourself, um, especially when you're online, when you want to please other people. But the reality is, you know, if that's honest to who you are. And I think that's that's really great. Um, yeah, so with all of your content, I've seen a lot of your stuff. And I know that a while ago, you talked a little bit about side hustles. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain. So, you know, what kind of side hustles you've done in the past about that are really profitable? Oh, man, I, I don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, so I think if I was going by in order of profitability, the millennials thing still has a side business. That's been pretty profitable in the sense when I'm hosting events. So some I will do virtually. And then I just did my, well, I did a paid event in person. And I was just so happy when I broke even. But that was another good profitable event. And, you know, I think it's like making $400 for the in-person one. The um, summit that I've done in the past with investing one, that one is what really surprised me. And like the backstory behind that one is I decided I'm going to do something I'm very uncomfortable with. So I think that's like the key for entrepreneurship is that when something makes you feel uncomfortable, just do it. Because I think from that one, I made at least $2,500. And, you know, the amount of work, it wasn't like strenuous or anything. But that one is a good side hustle. The next one will probably be charging scooters. So, um, yeah, like um, at Atlanta, we have like five different scooters. So I would pick them up at night for like bud and lime and I'll bring them back to my house. I'll charge them. It costs like 25 cents at most just to charge one scooter. And then early in the morning, cause I'm already up at like five or six and I'll get paid like maybe 30 to $40 a day, depending wow. on how much I got the last night. So that one was pretty good. And I think the we're kind of off the most Uber and Lyft. Um, that was pretty good for the season, like November, actually November, December. I said those like the high peak moments, especially, right. you know, for the surge accounts. And then last but not least, I do focus group surveys where it was like so odd that people pay for advice on some things, but it would be like, I got paid $350 to record what I eat for breakfast, take a picture of it, send it to these people and say, oh, this breakfast made me feel happy or made me feel sad. It was just like something really odd. But it paid three hundred dollars. Wow, I only bad. had to do it for a week. So it's this is like no, it's it's amazing. I mean I've been giving my thoughts on things for free the whole time. I didn't know I was worth something. Yeah. I've done some of those before where I've done online surveys and the one place that I really like is twenty twenty research panel and they have pretty good surveys where I've been paid like two hundred dollars or hundred and fifty dollars and I just, you know, go online, do a discussion board and just pretty much post my opinion mm -hmm. on it. It's like it takes me five to ten minutes and then I get paid via gift card and it's great. I love it. Yeah. 
it's easy money. Yeah, it's easy. And I think that side hustles are a great way to pay off debt or just, you know, have extra spending cash for fun too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's down to the point where it's like, if you own a car and you're in a major city, you don't have any excuse not to be broke. Just because there's just so many ways to make money. I mean, you can advertise on your car, doing the lift and everything, picking up items, Instacart. It's just so many ways to make money nowadays. Yeah, and it seems like you're really good at all these side hustles. Have you always been kind of an entrepreneur at heart? Uh, funny enough, no. So I started my entrepreneurship, I guess, technically in college, where I would buy cheap party tickets. I'll buy them at $10, and then I'll go up to the lines, and I'll sell them the day of for like maybe $20 or $30. Uh, that was probably my first entrepreneur experience. But no, like as a child, I was really never entrepreneur. It just kind of came to me towards college. Yeah, I don't think I really did much of being an entrepreneur until probably after college. And I made soaps, you know, mm -hmm. made little crafts and tried selling them. And then I refurbished furniture. And then I started getting into more online coaching stuff and digital products and now I'm into freelancing so that's been really cool and yeah I think you know with the internet there's so many different options to make money nowadays especially with different apps available you know you can sign up to be an uber driver or do uber eats or you can drop food off with shipped I have a whole bunch of blog posts on different kinds of online kind of side hustles on my website right Okay, so tell me a little bit about what's happening in your business. It looks like you've got some courses and you did a course on budgeting. So tell me about what that experience was like for you making that course and who that course is really for. Uh, so the experience behind that was, um, it was a little bit daunting. You know, like earlier I mentioned doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. So I was very uncomfortable with making a course. So that's probably the first sign that was the best thing for me. Um, and in the course, I'm just talking about, I, well, I would say it's kind of just doing the basics with your money. So my main um, philosophy behind money is just focus on your monthly margin, just be responsible with it. And by margin, I mean the income minus expenses. That's what you have at the end of the month. And throughout the course, I'm teaching people how to save the money, how to do the financial goals, how to set that up. And uh, more importantly, I do a spending plan. And it's pretty much just like a budget, really, but it's a little bit different to me in the sense where I know I'm spending my money and I'll just make sure I have enough money at the end of the day for like any emergencies. So just as an example, I think on an average month, I would have an extra $500. Now the old Andre would probably spend that $500 without even knowing it. <laughs> You know, like how money just kind of gets lost throughout the, throughout the whole month. Uh, but now instead what I'll do is say, okay, I have $500 and this is me planning it before I get paid. I say, okay, for that 500, I want to move 200 into my emergency fund. I want to move another 200 into my investing account to play with. And then I leave another $100 in the bank account just to say in case it's like I have a flat tire or something, you know, something like a small emergency that I just didn't think about. So that's why I've, pretty much done for my clients and that's what I see working the best just because you know as Americans we have too much debt and we have too little amount of savings and at the end of the day the main root of it is really just overspending so I figure if we can track the spending control the spending you can control your finances overall 
Right. Yeah. Do you have any tools that you recommend in your course for kind of tracking or do you have your own kind of Excel spreadsheet? What works for you? Yeah. So um, I have my own Excel worksheet and pretty much what I do is it'll be like you can see when you get paid. So let's just say you get paid the first and the 15th and you have all your categories. So you, know, you have your rent or mortgage or your water utility, pretty much all the bills. And then I also keep in mind to do a cash diet for my available expenses, such as entertainment, dining out, food, just because I know if my clients from what I've seen as well, usually when they say they don't know where the money's going, it's probably going to entertainment or dining out. It's like one of those two is always there some way, somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are big ones. And I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things. I think if you save money for doing those things, that's great. But if it's an excess, but we need to pull back on some of these other things to be able to do that fun stuff. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it really does come down to prioritizing everything. Yeah, I kind of want to really dive into what you just said, Andre, about how doing something scary helps you to push you to the next level in your business. And a lot of women that listen to my podcast have side hustles, do you have any encouraging words or things that you could tell people who are maybe afraid to take that step? So for that one, I've come to realize, I'm coming to accept this, is I'm not the best motivator. No, I'm just a realistic person. So I'm not good at like the motivational speech. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Just jump already, okay? My thing is, if your bills aren't motivating you or your dreams aren't motivating you or your family's not motivating you, or pretty much whatever your why is, if that's not motivating you, then I think you should really come back to your why and see how important that really is to you. Because as you know, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of work. Like, and sometimes you're not even going to make any money. I mean, if you're being cautious, you can really work corporate America, keep moving up the corporate ladder, and you'll be fine, which is, I think, is perfectly fine just because the world of entrepreneur is truly not for everyone. And you'll probably learn that within the next year or two. So I would say if the reason of why you want to become an entrepreneur is not strong enough to keep you pushing, then you need to reevaluate things. And that is my bad motivational speech. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I like it. Yeah, no, there's days when it's an amazing day and I have like a great day and other days where I'm like, I still haven't figured this out. And it's constantly growing and it's constantly changing and you, and you constantly have to keep up. You've clearly had a, a lot of motivation in your life, but it sounds like even those challenges that you had, kind of like what you said, hey, I'm not gonna let this keep me from doing what I want to do. I'm gonna keep pushing. And that's what's motivating me to push forward. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll tell this, say this too. Earlier when we were talking before the show, I mean, you mentioned, you know, how was my flight? And I always tell people I'm terrified of airplanes. Like the fact that these like two ton machines of metal can fly through the air is just magic to me. So, you know, it doesn't stop me from flying, especially, you know, for me trying to become a better speaker 
and pretty much keep facing my own fear every other time. But at the end of the day, it's okay to be scared. I mean, as long as you're on the plane, you're good to go. I mean, you'll touch down, you'll be fine. So I think it's the same thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur. But as long as you make it, get on the flight, it's okay. I think you're right. Doing something that you're afraid of is better than just allowing your fear to get to you. I've just recently started freelancing, and I remember speaking to this gentleman who is working on a course, and he's a millionaire. And I thought to myself, I don't know if he's going to want to work with me. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to give it my best shot. I'm going to show him what I'm capable of. So I sent over a proposal, and I was cringing so much, and my stomach was turning the whole time. I could barely sleep the night before and finally I get the nerve to check my messages in the morning I started freaking out because he said wow outstanding work I'm so excited to work with you and I was really shocked so you know that saying where you miss out on 100% of the shots you never take if I was too frightened to even start that conversation I would have never received that feedback and you know what's the worst that could happen the worst that could have happened is he says no I'm good and he moved on with somebody else so what I didn't win that bid I could win another bid that's fine just means that when things don't work out you keep going and that's what it's really all about no I agree a hundred percent because you know um, failure it just kind of comes with it I think this is my fourth business now so you know it just comes with it yeah uh, I've been in and out of things I started way back in college. I did too when I got out of college. And then I moved on to this one just like randomly. See, so yeah, I mean, if you're not failing, you're not doing it right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. You're not failing. You're not doing it right. Hey, hey I'm going to coin that one. I'm going to make sure I didn't get that from someone else first. <laughs> Trademark. No. <laughs> get your loyalty checks. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, you had other businesses before. I didn't know that. Can you tell me like what they were? Yeah. Uh, so the first business was um, I kind of did something well, was like a website and we would post parties around the college area, which was Tallahassee for me. And it's called Tally ET. It had a big following on Twitter and we created like a social media marketing campaign around that for other businesses that want to kind of reach the college students. So that's the first one. I remember just knowing that the police were watching it because we would post house parties. So I was like, okay, oh, the police are watching the website too. Oh, that's nice. I mean, I, I couldn't post house parties anymore because they'll come down and shut it down like automatically. But I, I took it as a compliment. Uh, the other two was um, public relations. And I tried to do the same thing in Atlanta when I moved up here. But also I think for those two, I just didn't really have the time behind it. And I know for this one I'm on right now, I just had enough time to let it marinate and let it grow. And to, a little bit to a point where it's kind of been growing on its own as far as you know, I'm just seeing what's going on with my demographic and what are their real needs. Yeah, it does seem like you're really building up some momentum. So that's awesome. I know you do some speaking engagements. Do you just reach out to people and just say, hey, you know, I just wanted to see if you need a speaker. How do you land gigs like that? So for that one, um, I kind of stopped that last year. Um, so I'm impatient, which might be a good or bad thing. Just depends on situation. So I said, okay, well, I'm not getting any speaking engagements. So I'm just going to create my own, basically. Yeah. And um, I'll get some of them through the Instagram account. Like, I'll say probably 95% of my business is through my Instagram or it relates to my Instagram account some way, somehow. 
But other than that, like I think for all my events this year, I say eighty percent of them was the ones that I created myself. You know, even if it doesn't look like it was me creating it, just because I kind of blend in with other speakers, it's still me speaking on it and just on. I created this. I can do it again. So I'm gonna be doing the same thing for next year. I figure people just kind of pick up, pick me up as I come along. Hopefully. Yeah. No, that's great. Like if you don't have a platform, you just make your own, you know? So that's cool that you're able to do that. Yeah. Okay. So what's new in your business? What are you tackling next? And I guess what's scaring you so that you can get to that next level? (laughs) Uh, So I'll say the one thing I'm trying to tackle is my procrastination. Um, for most of my events, I'm, I'm sad to say, but I like really put this stuff together, like on a whim. It'll be like one week and say, oh, you know, I really want to do this event. I'll send out the emails to like potential speakers so that way I can't back out of it anymore. <laughs> and then a month later, then I'll start playing for, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that. So I've been working on doing my dates, time, speakers ahead of the upcoming year for 2020. So I know what I'm doing. I said, okay, I'm going to at least be prepared this time. So we're going to see how that one goes. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> um, and then as far as like anything I'm really trying to tackle as far as my fear, I say the next big thing for me is really leaving my nine to five. Uh, just because I see it's getting to that point. Well, you know, I'll have much PTO time. And I'm going to have to start making some more tougher decisions coming up. So that's that's going to be the next one. I mean, I have a date set up for April, 2021. Well, I do want to leave my nine to five, no matter what, but I don't know. It's just hard to say just because it might come up sooner. And I'm just very afraid to take that next step. Cause you know, it's a big step. Like these jobs, they just give you something they call a steady paycheck. And I love a steady paycheck. I didn't even <laughs> know that you had a, a nine to five. I thought you were doing this full time. Oh, no, I wish. No, that that's a dream job. I think <laughs> it has a lot to do with your mindset because at a fairly successful nine to five, there's still going to be an aspect of this that I won't like, you know, in every business. Yeah, so mm-hmm. one thing that you're like, I hate this, like accounting, I hate accounting. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say, I hate taxes. <laughs> it's the worst, but it's really important. And so we all have something that we struggle with. And that is something that we're trying to level it out and balance it and become better. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm basically trying to become so wealthy that you must pay other people to do the stuff you don't like. So I'm hoping this year I can get in an accountant. Okay, well, Andre, I really enjoy talking with you about all of your side hustles, your multiple businesses, your passion to create wealth for other people. If someone wanted to get in touch with you or follow you on Instagram or anywhere online, where would they find you? Uh, so pretty much I'll say my main thing is on Instagram. So like I said, that's like when most of all my stuff happens. So they can follow me at the millennials next door. All they can just find Andre Albert, and I'm probably on Instagram, even though my dad account's a little bit more boring, but I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm always posting the events and stuff if they want to stay in contact with me. Cool. Well, I'll definitely put all those links in the show description, and thank you again for being on the show. No, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing, and keep it on locking, okay? Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. 
If this podcast episode resonated with you, do me a favor and leave a review. I would appreciate it so much. The greatest compliment you can leave me is to share this podcast with your friends. Remember that thriving women help other women thrive. And that's what this podcast is all about. Tag me on Instagram and share your review on your stories. And I'll give you a shout out on my stories as well. Head on over to Instagram at Her Design Life Coach to get more mindset hacks, motivational posts, and educational information to help you level up in your money and business. And as a big thank you, you can grab my free five-day Money Masters Challenge email course that walks you through the same process I used to pay off over $65,000 in student loan debt. Do it today, guys. I would so appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week.